Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or the Notorious Fantasy. And in today's video, we are going to be talking about quarterback rankings by tiers for fantasy football in 2020. I'm going to talk about every single quarterback inside of each tier and tell you why I have them ranked, where I have them ranked in 2020. Now, before I get into the quarterback rankings, I'd like to ask you guys, could please go down below if you're new and click that subscribe button. It's free, and I put out content every single day to help you guys win that 2020 fantasy football championship. And while you're down there, check out my Patreon. It has all my rankings a nice easy cheat sheet for you guys to check out. You print that shit out, you bring it to your draft, and you dominate your league. So without further ado, let's get right into it. So we're going to start off with tier one at the quarterback position. And this is everyone's quarterback one or two in fantasy football. I believe these guys are just the upper echelon at the position, just so much better than quarterback three, four, and five. Now I'm not saying that necessarily quarterback three, four, and five can't finish as the number one quarterback because that's obviously always possible. Some random ass guy can finish as the quarterback one. Last year, Lamar Jackson was getting drafted super late, becomes the quarterback one. Now, if you guys were watching me last year, you knew Lamar Jackson wasn't some random guy that was just going to finish at number one. You knew who he was. You understood how great he was. And that's why you watch these goddamn videos. So at number one, I have Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, everyone knows who he is. At two, I have Lamar Jackson. Now, these guys, to me, are interchangeable as the one and two guy. Some people prefer Lamar. Some people prefer Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, you might prefer Lamar because you see immense rushing upside with him. Other people might prefer Patrick Mahomes because you think Patrick Mahomes could throw over 5,000 yards again, which I definitely see could be possible in 2020. This Kansas City Chiefs offense is so efficient. Every time Pat Mahomes lets go of the ball, even if there's like triple fucking coverage, somehow Kelsey, somehow uh, Hill, somehow... Robinson, somehow Sammy Watkins, somehow McCole Hardman comes down with the goddamn ball. Now they bring in CEH, a guy that's going to make this offense even more dynamic because they're going to be able to run the ball much more efficiently or efficiently than last year because Damian Williams was pretty banged up during the season. And now they have CEH, another guy for Patrick Mahomes to dump the ball off to. Lamar Jackson, obviously amazing high rushing upside, a guy that could rush for over a thousand yards and I would not even be surprised. I think he's going to limit his rushing though this season and try to throw the ball more. And not even that he's going to have to try to throw the ball more. I think if they're going to have to throw the ball more due to the fact that uh, the Tennessee Titans, in my opinion, kind of figured out the Ravens. Now, it doesn't mean Lamar Jackson is going to be a god-awful pick in the second or third round where he goes. There's a reason these two go that high in the draft. It is because they are ultra-talented at their position and are by far the top two guys. So that's why I got them inside of Tier 1. And don't be surprised in your drafts if you're drafting with people who aren't the sharpest in fantasy football if these two guys go inside of the first round of your draft. Now on to Tier number two. This is uh, quarterback three all the way through number eight. At three, I have Dakota Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott played phenomenal last season. And what do they give Dak Prescott for being phenomenal? Not a contract, but a nice new shiny wide receiver in C.D. Lamb out of college. Now, this is going to be excellent for Dak Prescott. They bring in Mike McCarthy, who is a pass-heavy head coach. This motherfucker loves to pass the ball with Aaron Rodgers in the past. Now, it's going to be Dak Prescott. This offense is set up for success. They have C.D. Lamb. They have Amari Cooper. They have Michael Gallup. While I don't love Amari Cooper for fantasy football, that doesn't mean that I don't think Amari Cooper is a talented option that helps out Dak Prescott. Zeke, also very good at catching the ball out of the backfield. And Dak Prescott is a guy that can also use his feet. The top three guys that I've talked about so far, Lamar, Pat Mahomes, and Dak Prescott, all guys that are very good at running the ball. Obviously, Lamar's the best by far because that guy's like a fucking running back and a quarterback combined. But Dak Prescott can also get it done with his legs, which is very important for fantasy football because in four point per passing touchdown leagues, when Dak runs it in, you get two extra points compared to if he was to have thrown it in. At number four, speaking of running quarterbacks, we've got Kyler Murray of the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray last season came out 
Well, he didn't come out of nowhere because, you know, he's the number one fucking pick in the NFL draft. So, obviously, he's supposed to be pretty good. But he starts off the season and looks very good in Arizona. Now, the beginning of his season and the second half looked quite different due to the fact that he didn't really use his legs to start off the season. He wasn't really taking fucking... He wasn't just taking it and trying to run out of the... out behind the offensive line and try to scramble even though that offensive line is that good. He just wasn't doing that. He was trying to do it with, with his arm. He was kind of successful. But deeper down in the season, he was starting to run the ball more, which, again, is very important because it's only one... for You get one point for 10 rushing yards, whereas you only get one point for 25 passing yards. So it's very beneficial for Kyler Murray to run the ball, and he started doing that down in the second half. Now, Kyler Murray's offense is truly going to hit full air raid status. Now, I love Kenyon Drake because they will use Kenyon Drake a lot in this offense, but I think that Kyler Murray is going to be able to air the ball out to the likes of wide receivers that are very good. I think Christian Kirk takes that next step. Larry Fitzgerald is Larry fucking Fitzgerald. He's going to be fine for real life, not the greatest fantasy football option, but is a guy on the team that is very valuable to the team, obviously. And then they bring in one of the best wide receivers in the NFL in DeAndre Hopkins. So Kyler Murray is going to be able to have his way with defenses this season. Their defense not very good, so they're going to have to be passing in a lot of these games, which is very beneficial for the quarterback who's going to be able to take them deep into the game and play very hard and score more fantasy points. So I like Kyler Murray. Got him ranked as QB number four. At quarterback five, we have Russell Wilson, one of the mainstays inside of the top five at the quarterback position for fantasy football. I was not a huge fan, if I'm being honest with you, of Russell Wilson last year, but he really proved me wrong. I think this year top five is definitely possible for Russell Wilson, a very safe quarterback inside the early rounds of the draft. I just think he's so safe because even while they like to run the ball a whole lot in Seattle, Pete Carroll loves to chew that fucking gum and tell them to run the ball. Unless you're on the one-yard line in the Super Bowl, in that case, let's throw an interception to give the Patriots another fucking Super Bowl, but Russell Wilson is has some nice wide receivers there, obviously DK Metcalf, and he's got Tyler Lockett, two very safe players for that team. I think Russell Wilson has yet another great season, and just like with Kyler, just like with Dak, just like with Pat Mahomes, just like with Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson can also run the ball. Now, Russell Wilson is no longer the Russell Wilson that's like 25 fucking years old, who can take it to the house by running the ball, but he still does run the ball a decent amount, even as he's getting up there in age. So I like Russell Wilson for the Seattle Seahawks at five. At number six, this is where we're going to see a nice disparity. Some people probably have him at seven behind Deshaun Watson, but I like Josh Allen at number six at my quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. Now, reports are that Josh Allen is apparently going to stop trying to run the ball so much, which is either going to be a great thing for fantasy or a worse thing because he was getting, he was very good at fantasy due to his rushing upside. And if he stops running the ball and now he's throwing the ball more and he's still not the greatest passer, that could really take him down and destroy my ranking of him at rank six. But I still think that when it comes down to it in the real game, he is more likely to tuck the ball and run. Send it up there. Try to fucking score. Get that first down. That's what Josh Allen is. Josh Allen is a baller. He's a playmaker. And that's why I like him at six. I think the Buffalo Bills are going to be very good this year. I think Josh Allen is going to be able to pass the ball a decent amount in the game. And if he's able to control that cannon of a fucking arm that he has... This is going to be a very dangerous quarterback for fantasy football. At number seven, we have Deshaun Watson of the Houston Texans. Now, you can debate Josh Allen versus Deshaun Watson a million times. I won't even dispute it. Go ahead and pick either guy ahead of him. That's why they're all in the same tier, because I like them all a lot. But Deshaun Watson, to me is going to have to do it all on his own. With DeAndre Hopkins leaving to join Kyler Murray in Arizona, we're going to see if Deshaun Watson is the most real deal quarterback ever. If he can do it with Brandon Cooks, with Will Fuller, with Randall Cobb. Now, none of those guys are slouches at the wide receiver position. It's more of you're losing one of the most talented wide receivers in the NFL, who's an absolute safety net 
for Deshaun Watson. So I'm hoping Deshaun Watson can bounce back just like with all those other guys. He can also run the ball as well. I love Deshaun Watson. I think he should have a good year. I just don't really trust him as much as in years past. And at number eight to close out tier number two of the quarterback position, we have Matty Ice, Mr. Matt Ryan of the Atlanta Falcons. Matt Ryan does this thing where he has a great year, then a good year, then a great year, then a good year. His great year is like a top five quarterback, number two quarterback, and then his okay year, his good year is like top 15, top 12 quarterback. So last year was that top 15, top 12 quarterback. This year is going to be that top five performance. Now you don't even have to rank him that high because I like a lot of these guys over him, but I would not be surprised if Matt Ryan had top five potential. Everyone in this tier two could finish inside of the top five, and I would not be surprised. I'm really bought in on Matt Ryan this season. I think he is going to have a tremendous year. This offense is so pass heavy. Matt Ryan is going to get so much opportunity to air the ball out to the amazing wide receivers of Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. They also bring in Hayden Hurst, who I think is going to be very good this season. So I'm really on board with Matt Ryan. Dirk Cutter loves to throw the ball. He hates running the ball. So obviously that's going to bode well for quarterback Matty Ice, whose defense may even be worse. So they're going to be throwing the ball more. And he plays in a division that is so score heavy. It's shootout heavy when they're playing up against Drew Brees, when they're playing against Tom Brady, when they're playing against Teddy Bridgewater. It's going to be back to back of firing back and forth at each other like it's a goddamn civil war and they're shooting fucking muskets at each other. That is what is going to be happening. I love Matt Ryan. I love him. And I'm going to take him here in the second is my final tier two wide receiver, or not quarter wide receiver, holy shit, quarterback, Matty Ice of the Atlanta Falcons. So now on to tier number three, which is not tier one because that we've already done that. Tier three, we've got the old men. This is the old men tier of Drew Brees and Tom Brady. If you guys have enjoyed this video thus far, please make sure to click that subscribe button. Now at number nine, we have Drew Brees of the New Orleans Saints. Also, I just remembered that the fact that I said Civil War, they were using muskets. No, it was the fucking American Revolution. I'm a bit of a, a dumbass. You know, the Redcoats are coming. And speaking of the Redcoats are coming, we've got the uh, America's Most Hated Man, Tom Brady, at number 10. And former America's Most Hated Man, Drew Brees. So Drew Brees, to me, there's a reason why he came back. The fucking New Orleans Saints took this guy and yanked him back. They said, you must come back. You're not fucking retiring. We need you. And that's exactly what he does. He comes back. They're going to not want to win the Super Bowl. This is Super Bowl or bust for Drew Brees. He already has one. He wants his second. Jameis Winston wants to eat a W. So maybe, just maybe, Drew Brees will win Jameis' Super Bowl. So Drew Brees, obviously, on an offense that does both run and pass the ball at a pretty even rate. They love to run with Kamara, but they also love to dump the ball off to Kamara. And I think Drew Brees is going to be having a fantastic year yet again. This system works no matter who the fucking quarterback is in New Orleans. Whether it was Brees, whether it was Bridgewater, they just dominate because Sean Payton is such a goddamn genius as the coach of the team. So I think Drew Brees is going to have a fantastic year yet again. And I have him right next to other old man who probably is near retiring. Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Tom Brady, formerly of the New England Patriots. Now, obviously, this change is actually very good for Tom Brady. He goes from a team that didn't really have all that many passing weapons. Now, the passing weapons are okay, but now he has maybe the two best wide receivers in the NFL. There's the two best tandem wide receivers in the NFL on the same team in Mr. Calvin Ridley and not Calvin Ridley. That's the fucking Falcons. Chris Godwin and Mr. Mike Evans. This this Tampa Bay offense is loaded. He brings back Gronk there. He I don't know what he did. He fucking sent Gronk a 30 rack of Bud Light and Gronk found his way back to Tampa Bay with Tom Brady. Tom Brady's going to tear it up again. I see no reason why the age will even be a factor for Tom Brady. The age has never been a factor in this man's whole fucking career, so I don't think it's going to start to affect him when he's on an even better situation for him. Obviously loses Bill Belichick, but hey, Bruce Arians is not 
all that bad. And Bruce Aarons is a pretty good coach. Now on to tier numero four with some more old guys mixed with actually just one old guy mixed with some young guys. So we got Matty Snapback, Matthew Stafford of the Detroit Lions in tier four. Matt Ryan or Matt Stafford could legitimately be a top five guy. I would not be surprised at all with Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford legitimately last year was looking like one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Could have been the MVP of the NFL had he have stayed healthy. Those first eight games, he was airing the ball out, destroying defenses. The Detroit Lions are not a very pa- uh, run-heavy team at all. So Matt Stafford has some nice wideouts over there. Kenny Galladay, they have TJ Hawkinson, uh, younger tight end, and they also have Marvin Jones, who's going to help Matt Stafford elevate his point total. And if he stays healthy, top 10 potentials in there for him. But I have him ranked at 11 because, hey, the injury concerns obviously there with two years in a row of him hurting his back. At number 12, we have Danny Dimes of the New York Football Giants. Now, Danny Dimes is a little concerning, not because of his play, but because of his opening schedule. The first couple of weeks of the season are going to be very difficult for sure. Sir Daniel Dimes or Danny Fumbles last year, I think he's going to be able to keep those fumbles under wrap. I just worry about the first couple of games of him really shitting the bed big time for your team. So if you draft him, he doesn't really go inside the top 12, so you can wait longer, get him as your quarterback too, or just pick him up because someone's going to cut him because the first couple of weeks he's probably going to play like absolute shit against those good defenses. But I think at the end of the year, he does finish inside of the top 12, just has a tough opening schedule to the season. And at number 13, we have another NFC East quarterback, and that is Carson Wentz of the Philadelphia Eagles. When Carson Wentz is healthy, this guy is amazing, okay? But the problem with him is it's a win. The guy always manages to get hurt. Now, I hope he can break that curse because he's a very good player and is someone that is very interesting to watch. He is also very good at running the ball. So is Danny Dimes, Matt Stafford, uh, Drew Brees, and... Tom Brady are pretty much just fucking statues inside of the pocket. Maybe Drew Brees runs it a couple of times. Same with Stafford. Tom Brady pretty much is never leaving that thing. But Carson Wentz is going to be excellent again this season. He's only ranked so low due to the fact that I feel like he's going to get hurt. So I don't really want to rank him that high to be disappointed when he ends up getting hurt. But when he's healthy, he's going to be a beast. The only worry as well is that his wide receiver core is as injury prone as him. Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, both will probably be out for the season by like week six or eight. Carson Wentz was thrown to AAF wide receivers. These guys that were like D2 in college, D1 in college, don't have great careers, end up in the NFL somehow, magically, because the fucking Philadelphia Eagles have to elevate and look for some random-ass guys to play. He puts them in, and he still plays good. So the wide receiver core not being so healthy isn't as worrisome, but obviously you'd prefer him to be throwing the ball to Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, and Jalen Rager over some guys that were some XFL dropouts, which is probably what's going to end up happening. So now on to Tier 5 at the quarterback position, and here is where we have a huge clump of quarterbacks. Starting off Tier 5 with Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. Now, Aaron Rodgers, he hasn't fallen off. It's just the situation has fallen off for Aaron Rodgers. Under head coach Matt LaFleur, they are just more likely to run the ball than with Mike McCarthy in the past, who was very very, very, very pass-heavy. So that hurts Aaron Rodgers. They don't bring in another wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers in the offseason. They completely bent him over, used some lube, and fucked him till he fucking died or something. Actually, they didn't even use him, give him any lube because what they did is they drafted his backup quarterback in the first round. Did Mr. Discount double-check Aaron Rodgers? Is not going to disappoint you in fantasy, but if he's drafted too high, he probably will. I like him as quarterback 14, but I'm not trying to draft him inside of the top 12 this season. At number 15, we have Big Ben Roethlisberger of the 
the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, Big Ben is a quarterback that, if he stays healthy, is top 12, top 10, just like with Carson Wentz. But the if is concerning. Big Ben recently has been getting more and more hurt. The guy missed pretty much all of last season, and we had to watch that absolute atrociousness of Duck Hodges and fucking Mason Rudolph, Red, Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer. Rudolph, get your head caved in by Miles Garrett reindeer. He was terrible. Big Ben was not too hot to start the season, but he's much better when he's fully healthy. I believe he's fully healthy. He looks good in practice. He he looks like he has a good build. He doesn't look like he's going to be like out of shape or anything. So hopefully Big Ben is good and he will be good if he can stay healthy. But that's why I got him ranked at 15. At number 16, we have one of my favorite quarterbacks in the NFL, Gardner Minshew, uh, Mustache Mania Minshew of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now this Jaguars defense is absolute ass cheeks. They are no longer that defense. That is one of the best in the NFL. That whole team dispersed and ran the fuck away from Jacksonville. Gardner Minshew is going to have so much opportunity to throw the ball. He's going to be airing the ball out a whole bunch, and he's the quarterback there. There's really no one behind him. Nick Foles can't miraculously fucking plop his cock over Gardner Minshew's shoulder. Minshew's gonna have to look at that and be like, oh god, (laughs) Nick Foles is fucking coming for me. That's not gonna happen this year. Gardner Minshew's gonna have all the opportunity. He's a guy that last year rushed the ball inside of the top six of the quarterback position and scored zero rushing touchdowns, which is near impossible. That is going to go up. Gardner Minshew is a very talented quarterback, very underrated quarterback, and I got him inside top 16. I would not be surprised if he finished multiple weeks inside of the top five at the quarterback position, strictly due to volume. At number 17, we have a very safe player in Ryan Tannehill of the Tennessee Titans. At QB 17, we have Ryan Tannehill of the Tennessee Titans, like I said. Super safe. I obviously, I I didn't even realize that I said that because I But Ryan Tannehill, super safe. Obviously, they are a run-heavy team, so that doesn't necessarily help him. But in a lot of scenarios, he'll probably finish fine at quarterback. Not a guy that has top 12 potential, but to me, is a super safe quarterback at quarterback number 17. At 18, we have Wham Bam Cam Newton of the New England Patriots. Definitely a guy with super high upside. I just worry that he's not going to be as good as many think. I don't think he's going to be completely dog shit. I just don't think he's going to have all that many weeks inside of the top 12 and probably finishes somewhere between quarterback 20 to like quarterback 14. So that's why I got Cam at number 18. At 19, we have rookie Joe Burrow of the Cincinnati Bengals. Not a guy that I think is really going to have a amazing first year due to the fact that I don't think the Cincinnati Bengals are going to be that amazing. But I do think he will put up some stats for fantasy football. Doesn't have a great defense just like some of these other guys where he's going to be able to throw late in game. As long as the offensive line doesn't completely fuck Joe Burrow over, I do think he may have top 12 potential though, just strictly based off of throwing the ball a whole bunch. Quarterback 20, Kirk Cousins. This guy doesn't have top 12 potential. This guy's just one of those safe picks. Yet again, you draft late in the draft for the Minnesota Vikings. He's a game manager for the team. They don't throw the ball all that much, but he will probably finish a bunch of games as quarterback like 15 and then have some games as like quarterback 22. So I got him here. Not too much upside, but not a guy you're going to be disappointed as, as your quarterback number two on your team. At 21, we have probably the biggest unknown inside of Tier 5, and that is Horsecock Drew Locke of the Denver Broncos. Drew Locke only had a five-game sample size last season and played pretty strong in those games. I was very high on him. Now I've started to move back on him. I think he is going to be good for fantasy. I'm just not sure how good anymore. I used to think he was a sleeper. Now I'm just feeling kind of indifferent on him. I think he'll be fine. Um, He does have some very good wide receivers, though, on that team, so he definitely has potential to outscore my ranking at quarterback numero 21. Now on to the final tier of the video, and that is tier number six. This is where I have guys that I'm really not trying to draft. I'm not trying to 
draft any of these guys. Some of these guys, definitely very safe, though, but not guys that are super exciting to me. That's why they're inside of Tier 6. Jared Goff starts that off. I'm definitely low on him compared to most. I do think he'll probably have a okay season. I think the team will be better, but with an offensive line that is kind of worrisome, I, I kind of don't think Jared Goff's going to have a super bounce back and potentially be a top 12 guy. I do think he's fine, though, at quarterback number 22. At 23, we have old man Phillip Rivers of the Indianapolis Colts. This guy is, I, the, he's pretty good. He's a very good quarterback. I just worry about the fact that I think the Colts are going to be very run heavy this season. And since they're going to be running the ball so much, obviously you can't be ranking him super high because they're pretty run heavy and they have a great offensive line to run the ball. At 24, we have Baker Mayfield. Another situation of I think the guy bounces back and plays much better than last season, but that doesn't mean I think he's going to be great in fantasy because they're going to be running the ball so much. They bring in head coach Kevin Stefanski, who's super run heavy. So Baker falls at 24. At 25, we have Derek Carr, a guy who I can actually see finishing much higher due to the amount of weapons that they have in Las Vegas. Now, the thing with Derek Carr is that Mariota may end up starting now. I don't think Mariota should start, but you never know with Gruden. Gruden's a bit of a crazy motherfucker, and Derek Carr could end up stealing his job. So Derek Carr, not a guy I love, not a guy I hate, but he is a guy that I think could be a super sleeper late in the draft. At 26, we have Teddy Throwsvelt, Teddy B, Teddy Bridgewater of now the Carolina Panthers. Now, Teddy Bridgewater, super safe guy late in the draft. I think we'll have a lot of yards throwing the ball. I just don't think he'll have a lot of touchdowns, which obviously doesn't elevate him into being anything super special. At 27, we have Jimmy Gua. Jimmy Garoppolo of the San Francisco 49ers. They're probably going to run the ball a lot, so I don't really want to draft him. And when he's throwing the ball, he's not all that great. At 28, we have Sammy Mono. Probably don't want anything to do with him either. I don't think the Jets are going to be any good. They seem to be god-awful in practice. So Sam Darnold's definitely a guy that I am fading as well. So that closes out my quarterback rankings for fantasy football in 2020. If you guys have any questions, please make sure to ask them down below in the comments. I love to respond to your questions. So I hope you guys have a great rest of your guys' day. Check out the Patreon. Click that subscribe button. I love you all. I'll see you guys later with yet another video. Good boy!